Ray, would you like to join us? Yeah. There's that smile I love. All right. Do you want me to grab the, the thing? Yeah. No, it's true. You have a beautiful smile. Okay. Yes. So this morning we get to hear from the amazing, wonderful Ray Burns. Give it up. Woo! All right. I'll pray for you and I'll let you. God, I just thank you so much for Ray and I, I thank you for her heart and just, um, uh, God, the way that she loves people is, is, it's from you, God, and it's, it's beautiful and amazing. I just pray that you'd bless her words, God, that they would be your words, Lord, and that you'd just give us the ears to hear, God, and that we'd really take to heart what, um, she's got to share with us this morning. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hi. <clears throat> okay, so, um, I've, I've, my voice is bad. Um, so this week has been an interesting week. Um, I had no voice. This is me with voice. So bear with me. I'm hoping it'll last. It may not. Um, the other thing that is fun about today is um, that, like, as you know, um, this is not my chosen place to be. Uh, and... Um, and it was really interesting, Keith, um, the, the second, the song that he, he, he sang, it says, you know, about striving. I am a striver. I strive in every aspect of my life. Um, even when I'm not doing anything, I am constantly thinking about the things I should be doing and the things I should be better at. Okay, there's an insight into my craziness. Um, and so when I was asked to speak, a while ago, I combated my fear by reading. I read lots of books. I read lots of passages of the Bible. I read lots of versions of the Bible to prepare. And I wrote pages and pages and pages of things that I wanted to say. So, the second time I spoke, it was a bit better. Here I stand today. <laughs> with bullet points. Not out of choice, can I just clarify, this is not out of choice. This is because I felt that I should only write bullet points. So, let's see what God has to say. It's a surprise. Um, it's not a surprise, because I have done some prep. So, um, once a teacher, always a teacher. You all have a handout. My absolutely beautiful husband has the spare ones and pens if you don't have any. Please feel free to take it home, use it as kindling, or use it today. Finley, um, Finley. Finley's waving at the back. Michael is waving at the back. Okay, so now that I've done my nervous pre-ramble, let's get into it. Okay, so uh, I was so excited when Matty and Elijah sent me my talking title, Here I Stand in the Glory of God. It's like, come on, love God, full of glory. And then in the little small print, it said, key questions to address. Are we living in the glory of God? <laughs> and does the world see the amazing glory of God in us? I told Michael that's what I was talking about today, and he went, 
<laughs> I'm so glad I'm not talking on that. It's like, cheese, mate. You're the preacher in this family, not me. So, I am well and truly out of the comfort zone and out of lots of prayer. Um, I decided that it wasn't my job to answer that question. It is not for me to say to any of you whether you are living for the glory of God. I have no right to pass any judgment on you. But you know what? God is just so gracious. And this week, he showed me that you can compartmentalize your life. So even if you're focusing on the things that you are not glorifying God with, I will share some later, you can always find parts of your life that you are glorifying God with. So, second slide on your handout. Um, if you want to, you can start to think and ask God, like, what are you giving God the glory for? What are you doing really well? So a really great friend of mine last week said to me, what do you think you offer God? What do you think you can offer church? And I pulled a face. And um, she said, no, don't be silly. Don't be humble. Just tell me what you think you can bring. I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. But it stuck with me this week. And I think that's what God's saying as well. That, you know, So ask him. Right now, how do you glorify him? That's the first thing. Um, best thing um, I can ask you to take away with you today is, well, there's three things. The first thing is, have you lost sight of the glory of God? I have to admit that this week I have spent a glorious week, ironic, just reveling in God's glory. You know when, like, I'm sure I'm, I'm looking at everybody Okay, so I'm sure that everybody, maybe not Jensen, has experienced first love. You know that really lovely moment where they do no wrong, even, you know, their eating habits or, like, the chair, if, you, if you're married and your husband's got a chair. Like, it's all endearing and it's cute. It's lovely. Um, and then as time rolls on, you kind of, like, get used to it don't you? Like, I, I actually made a woman in the playground cry t- this week. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Because um, I was talking to her about how we got, we got our little boy. And she was crying. And I was like, oh. Like, I'm four years in, and I'm, I'm already immune to the fact that my little boy is a living, breathing, walking, talking miracle. Like, how dare I lose sight of the glory of God? So, um, so yeah, so that's how I spent my day, like my days this week, just reacquainting myself with like who I worship on a Sunday morning, who I worship on a daily basis. The second thing that I'm going to talk to you about is that I believe that glory, or rather living for the glory of God is a posture. 
It's an attitude of the heart that you adopt. And the third one is about our community. Surrounding yourself with people who are going to see greatness in you and you are going to call out greatness in them. So, I'm going to just, um, I'm just going to read a little bit, I think. No, I'm not actually. Um, so, I was totally struck by Isaiah 6. There we go, thank you. Amazing, seamless. Um, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. One of the best things about being an artist is that I see God's creation everywhere. Like, I just, in everything. And um, somebody once asked me whether I would ever be a prophetic artist or a Christian artist. And... um, And I answered a bit more graciously this time and said, no. But do you know what? I know that God lives in my paintings and I just get to just submerge myself in his his glory when I paint. Um, And so that just, yeah, I would really encourage you. I'm a little bit obsessed with landscapes. I'm a little bit obsessed with how God has put two colours together and how they just work and his mark making and his... His textures are just incredible. Like, I just love spending time and climbing in and figuring it out. And I just, I would really encourage you this week to just lift your eyes and really challenge yourself to see whether you are looking for the glory of God. Because it's all around. Um, so, I grew up with Keswick, Josh. <coughs> I grew up at Keswick. Um, I lived abroad, I lived in the Middle East, and I came home six weeks every year, and it coincided with um, the Keswick Convention. And my, my uncle and my auntie, they ran a camp for us called the DEF Camp, and I have been going there since I was two. Um, and summer by summer, I heard people call to action. Then I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. How many people have been at that glorious pinnacle moment, that mission night, where you stand up and you're like, Me! Me and my husband, it's not going to be a lie. We have been standing, not just on chairs, we've been standing on the top of houses, jumping up and down going, Can we have an adventure now, please? Can we leave? But do you know what? And and those mission nights have been incredible. They have. They have been incredible. I've seen people go to Nepal. My brother-in-law went to Bolivia. I've seen people go to Northern Ireland. I've seen people go to New Zealand. We've had Americans come to sunny Britain. I longed for that adventure. I said that prayer. I said that he could send me. But do you know what I learned this week? We have a very dodgy view of what living for the glory of God is. Because, do you know what? John, who went to Nepal, amazing. Great. They needed him. They needed his skills. My brother-in-law, do you know what? Like, incredible. 
He went to Bolivia without speaking any Spanish at all. Let's face it, if you've met him, he barely speaks English. And he went there, and for three months, three months, he could not speak to anyone. Once a week, he got to speak to an English family who gave him a meal. And the rest of the time, he was on the football pitch and rewiring a school with no Spanish at all. That probably explains a lot. But do you know what God did? Within three months, three months, he was fluent in Spanish, reading, writing, and speaking. Fluent. And actually, some, some say that they understand him better in Spanish than they do in English, which I believe is a miracle. But he's home now. And his mission field has changed. It's got a lot wetter. But he hasn't. And the God he serves hasn't. So, this week I was really challenged because I realized that, do you know what? I don't have to be in a snowboard town in France, sadly, or in Queenstown in New Zealand, or... I don't know, Timbuktu. I don't have to be in any of those places to live a life glorifying God. I read a podcast, I heard a podcast from Pennsylvania Vineyard this week, and he talks about living for the greater glory of God as being an attitude of the heart. Andy Smith, who runs Belfast Vineyard, if you ever have a spare hour, amazing, amazing preacher, listen to his podcasts. He talks a lot about having a posture of, so he did a series on a posture of prayer, or a posture of praise, having a posture of something. And I I was a bit like, what? I don't really understand that. But do you know what? I spent my whole day like this, reminding myself to stand up. If we have a posture of glorifying God, we are changing the way we hold ourselves. We are changing the way we walk into a room. We are changing everything about our actions. In Corinthians 1, or 1 Corinthians 10 13, it says, So, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that just affirmed me, blessed me, and totally took the pressure off this week. Because I believe that we've all been given our mission grounds. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but I'm going to ask um, the band to come up. And while they're going to they're going to play a song, and um, Dawson's going to put the words up in a minute. But what I would really encourage you is, firstly, listen to the words, and secondly, I would just really pray that while they're playing, that you revisit your gingerbread men and really think about how you're living. A life of glory for God.
Father God, I just pray that you would help us mean those words, Lord. I pray that you would that you would show us, Father, how you are using us and how you long to use us, Father God. But I just pray that you would change our mindset, Lord, that you would show us that it doesn't matter whether we are preaching to the 5,000 or in an exotic different country, Lord, or whether we're just talking to people on the playground or buttering toast and serving it to the hungry, Lord Jesus, whatever we're doing, Lord Jesus, as long as we're doing it for you, Lord, then we're living our lives of glory to glorify Jesus. So, Father, I just pray that you would just come and be with us, Lord. I pray you would speak to us. And, Lord, I really pray that you would challenge us this morning. I pray that you would show us what parts of our lives we're not glorifying you with. And I pray that you would show us what you want to do with those parts. I pray that we would be bold enough and brave enough to look at the ugly parts of ourselves and lay them out before you, Lord. Thank you. So, um, the, the line that really challenged me this week was what right I have, I sacrifice. Um, And do you know what? It kind of goes back to, I love how God does this with me. Uh, It kind of goes back to what I spoke about last time, which is the freedom, living in the freedom of Christ. And I I think that um, what might look like sacrifice to the outside world isn't actually sacrifice. It's choosing freedom. It's choosing Jesus. It's choosing to live the life that God has for us. And do you know what the bottom line in that is? Loving him. That's the bottom line. That's all he wants from us. So I don't have to strive. I don't have to do anything except look at my God and see his glory and live for it. Live to love him. Which I guess leads me um, roundabout way to my final point. I really believe hmm. Dawson, can you take the next slide for me please? Amazing, sorry. So um, so I really believe in a tribe. I really believe in pulling good people around you. Whatever age, race, religion, just pull them, pull them close and love them well. Because I found this quote this week, and Terry might start laughing. Maybe you don't see people looking at you because you aren't looking at them. Maybe you don't hear all the good things they say about you because you're too busy focusing on the bad. Maybe you're a lot more wonderful, beautiful, special than you ever gave yourself credit for. Now, I believe that there are a lot more people out there that feel this than they would let you know. I have spent my entire life feeling like 
my vulnerability is something I need to beat out of me. And in doing my master's, I realized that, do you know what? I'm just going to have to get used to how uncomfortable it makes me feel because it's who I am. It's who God made me. And I, believe me, this is total overshare. I'm really glad we're recording it. I have spent a lot of money trying to find something good to say about myself. See, she's realized. Like, I've spent a lot of money. Counselors are not cheap. But what I really needed was a church. Like, literally, you have no idea how much you've blessed me this week. I was drying my hair and was like, right, Lord, can I give it to Elijah yet? And then I got an amazing, tech, an amazing Facebook message from a lady who doesn't normally kind of talk to me. She just told me that she was really excited to hear what God was going to say this week, and she was praying for me. I was like, oh, thanks, I was going to quit. And then I, um, and then yeah, and then George Owens texted me and said, "I just love your heart." And it was just, do you know what? Like they have blessed me and got me to this point this week. You as a church have carried me by being obedient to God, and by being obedient to God, you've brought Him glory. So I don't know whether you can read that. It says, "Surround yourself with those who see greatness in you." And I think, do you know what, I think that you should do that, but I think that we shouldn't be afraid to overshare and be awkward and say compliments, even though we're all going to be terribly British about it. But we should raise people up. So I've, I've made you a pro forma. Um, when I look at you, I see the glory of God. And then there's space for you to fill it in. I just wanted you to know Thank you for being all you are. Do you know what? I, um, I found two notes this week. One from 99, yes, I'm that old. And one from maybe 2007. And um, one was from a summer serve group uh, in Belfast. And they, um, they wrote all the things that they, like, you know, a lot of them, sorry, Jenna, a lot of them were, like, really positive Americans. Um, I like I liked the Northern Irish British ones that were a little bit more subdued. I could I could just about cope with that. But do you know what? I've held on to them and they've just been incredible. Like they were like like one guy was absolutely crazy, mental man, and he was just like, I just I love this about you. And I even now I'm reading them and like, thank you for encouraging me. Like you see things in people that they do not see themselves. So tell them. Raise them up call greatness out of them so they can be bold and brave and they can live a life that is glorifying God. But by you doing that for them, you are glorifying God. You are loving people well. You are loving your king well. Oh, my voice is going. <laughs> um, it says here, that's why, oh, sorry. Yeah. That's why when I heard the so solid uh, when I heard of the solid trust you have in the Master Jesus, and your outpouring of love to all of the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I thanked I th and think of you. I give thanks, but I do more than that. I ask, I ask that God of our glory. 
God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes are focused clearly so that you can see exactly what you have been called to do, grasping the immensity of his glory, his glorious ways of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his works in us who he trusts, who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. I think that's the other thing. As a community, we need to be reminding people of We're not doing it in our own energy or in our own strength, which is really good because I would not be here today. He has given us endless energy and boundless strength. And do you know what? That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that doesn't mean that it's all going to be moonlight and roses. It's not. Even Jesus struggled. He hung on a cross and he said, not my will but yours. You don't have to love what God is asking you to do. You have a choice. You can say no. But I can guarantee, guarantee, that you are not going to live the fullest, best version of your life if you say no. Because he has the best for you. I, uh, I had a list of all of these people I wanted to talk to you about. And I'm going to talk to you about two of them. Because I think time's probably gone. And I'm sorry, kids work. The first one is number three. The first one is a guy called Stuart. He lived in London. And I met him when I was about 15. I think Elijah might have met him as well. And he sadly, he sadly had cancer. And he battled for a really long time. And he died when I was about... 20, and on literally everything that he owned, he had the words, it's all about you. It's all about you. And on his deathbed, we all had to, we didn't have to, we all chose to take turns, and we just read scripture to him, because that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. He wanted to hear God's word. It's the only thing that brought him peace and comfort. Yeah, he was angry and he was sad. And his parents were angry and sad and his wife was angry and sad. But he knew that his life was for God's glory. It was all about him. And so through sacrifice, he was able to live a life that glorified God. He was used and it's been 15 years and there's not a week goes by I don't think about Stuart. The second person that I want to talk about is my best friend. And yes, I know I sound 12. Um, And she has been made to sit at the feet of Jesus and sing songs of worship. Literally, that's all she does. She is the bravest person I know. Which kind of leads me to my next slide. She lives a life for the audience of one. She does not care what anybody else thinks about the fact that she literally was made to sit at the feet of Jesus and sing songs. And actually, do you know what? She doesn't even know what the songs are. 
She makes them up, like she makes them up, and they all change, and they're crazy, and they're amazing, and they make me cry. She was, she, she then told her parents, who were all very professional and very good, um, that that's what she, you know, that's what she was going to do, and they were like, "What?" So what Jesus did, he took he took her to a conference with her mum, and this woman had a word and said, "You know what? I think there's a." Uh, a Martha in the room and she was born to just sit at my feet and wash my feet and pray and worship and I just just love you and Jesus says he's pleased with you and my friend fell on the floor and started singing and worshipping and her mum got to see it and her mum was like I am so sorry I am so sorry that I put the world's idea of success on you, when actually, do you know what, you've got it made. You are living a life that glorifies God. And God provides everything she needs. And she obviously does other things, but that is her sole purpose. She spends three hours a day doing it, and she'll probably go on to spend more. Amazing. So yeah, I'm really conscious of time. And my voice. So I'm just going to finish with one thing. And I dodged talking about my Uncle Peter, because let's face it, we don't want to see someone crying with the cold. But you know what? Living... If you live the life that we are called to live then, do you know what, we can be secure and confident in whatever that looks like. What the Lord has called you to do. What makes you uniquely be able to serve him and love him well. And I just pray that God will give you the courage to do that. It's called Find Your Love. You know that dream that you carry around with you each day? kind of important. Wasn't it what you were put on this earth to do? They say that everyone has a calling. Can you still hear it? Does it eat away at you? The treadmill that you're on, did did it ever get too much? Did you ever wonder what it would be like to do your thing? Do you ever feel time passing you by? Just how many days do you have left till your last? Did you ever wonder about stuff like that? Did you ever ask yourself, what's stopping you? There's never going to be a right time. You're always going to be too old, too young, too something or other. When was the last time you took a risk? Do you remember how alive it made you feel? There are no guarantees of success. It's not called a leap of faith for nothing. It's not too late. Honest. Jump. You might fall, but you might fly. In your handouts, because I'm just seeing Jenna's time, kids' church are going to kill me. In your handouts, there is a ten-point guide to what I think giving glory, uh, living a glorious life to God is. 
I think it's about lifting your eyes up. And once you've done that, you know your place because you know who you serve. Putting your ego aside because it's all about him. Checking your heart. Stop comparing yourself. That's a big one. Celebrate others. Be brave to build people up, raise people up. Because that's going to say more about you than if you tear them down. Be grateful for who you are. Stop comparing yourself. Be thankful for who you are. God first and the rest will follow. Change your thoughts and you will change the world. Know that you are doing this all in the power of God's glory. Christ lives in you. Trust God always and live for an audience of one. Thank you. As we, um, hello, okay, as we uh, just kind of respond to Rachel's message and everything that we've heard, the band is going to play one song. I encourage you guys, we're going to pass around the offering, and this is one way um, when we give our, when we give our um, finances to God, this is one way we can give to him and trust and put it towards things that are working to glorify God. We've also got the Lord's Table over here um, as well if you would want to kind of partake in that or maybe you just really need to connect with God through this song and, and respond to him and give everything over to him and yeah Keith I'll let you take it away
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'll be up here at the front if anyone wants to come for prayer. And there's a couple other people around that are, would be um, excited to pray with you guys. Thank you so much for coming. We ran a little late, or really late, but we're glad that you're here. And remember, next week, bring and share. There's fireworks. It's going to be great. So thank you so much for coming. We hope to see you next week. We've also got prayer cards and praise cards if you guys want to fill something out about um, what God's doing. And there's a prayer meeting tonight, 6.30 till 7.30 here at St. Luke's. Hope to see you there. All right. Thank you.